Welcome to the Wolverine Confidential Podcast. I am Andrew Kahn. I'm Ryan Zook. And I'm Aaron McMahon. Jim Harbaugh will be back next season to coach the Michigan football team. Several of his key players decided recently that they'll return too. We discussed it all on Wolverine Confidential. Hey guys, good to be talking with you both here uh, Tuesday afternoon, January 17th. And uh, it is official. Jim Harbaugh is, is returning to coach the Michigan football team next season. Of course, as we've discussed here and many of our listeners, I'm sure know there was you know, there were NFL rumors uh, and he went as far as, you know, interviewing at least with with one team. Um, no offers were reported. Uh, that was that was the thing that we've been saying for a while. That was going to be, of course, a major piece of this is actually getting an offer from an NFL team. It doesn't appear that that happened. He's staying at Michigan. Uh, I, I've got some thoughts for sure, specifically about, you know, the messaging around this after it 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 broke. But just kind of initial reaction from you guys, you know, what it means for Michigan uh, and, and yeah, the news itself. Well, I mean, status quo, things aren't going to change much, <laughs> which hasn't been the case now for, what, eight years. Uh, but no, Jim's back. Um, I, at this point, I don't know what else to say. I mean, this is now the second straight year we've gone through this. I'm glad it hasn't kind of spilled over into the month of February. Uh, I'm glad it was kind of put to bed this this quickly. Um, it, it sounds like Jim, there was some interest there, for, at least on Jim's side of, of obviously going to the NFL. I don't know why you would interview for an NFL head coaching job if you weren't at least somewhat interested in it. Right. Um, now, part of it, too, is you know a leverage standpoint. You know, If you're Jim and you're his side and you want more money and a, you know, a bigger contract, whatever the case may be, I, I, I could see doing that as well. Um, but it sounds like there's been, you know, there, there's some clarity on, on his end the last couple of days to the point where he actively called the Broncos and told them I'm no longer interested in the job. And then he, he, you know, called Michigan and told them, yes, I'll be back. So, um, you know, as of now, uh, Jim is entering the second year of his, of his original five or of his five-year deal. He signed last year. I've been told that there are ongoing talks right now for a new contract with a, you know, with a significant pay raise increase and probably a larger buyout too. Um, we'll see how quickly or when that gets done. Uh, but nonetheless, Jim will be coaching. Uh, Michigan football in 2023, as he, you know, as he said that he anticipated doing so. Um, but, uh, you know, as we had talked about in previous podcasts and previous weeks, there's there a lot more, there's a lot more going on this year than maybe last. Yeah. I mean, I think if you're a Michigan fan, you got to be happy about this because I think as far as, uh, as far as helping your team, leading your team to a possible national championship, I think Jim Harbaugh is, is the best option for, for Michigan, but yeah, I mean, I don't think this this drama is going to be over. I, I, I think Andrew is probably hinting at this in, in his opening and uh, about the Ward Manual and Jim Harbaugh situation maybe lingering. But as far as the on field product, I mean, Harbaugh returns a ton of players from from last year. Uh, he has the quarterback back, has the skill players back. They're bringing a, back a bunch of offensive linemen. I mean, this team is built to to make another run. Um, but yeah, we'll see how much of a raise he he gets. Um, but yeah, I, I, at this point, do you, is he ever going to be the first choice for an NFL team now? I mean, I feel like, yeah, he'll, his name's always out there, but it seems like, I mean, even with Denver, that Sean Payton kind of emerges, maybe their, their top candidate. And it looks like maybe Harbaugh was getting out ahead of it and saying, you know what, take me out. Let me just go 
drove back to Michigan, and it, it's the timing is really important for the Wolverines too because the traditional signing period is coming up in February. You have a five-star quarterback in the 2024 class that is about to make his decision, and you don't want to lose out on him because once again, you put all your eggs in that basket. You need to land him and Jaden Davis. So I think the timing is important for for Michigan, and yeah, at, at this point, it's <laughs> here we go again. Like, all right, he's back. Let's let's move on. <laughs> Right. He, he's back in the sense, but you know, he never left. Of course he's, yeah, he's under contract. Right. So he, yeah, I mean, I, I use that term too, but yes, he's, he's back in the sense that he didn't leave. Um, <laughs> so he's, he's still here, but, and, and of course, okay. So yes, in his, uh, you know, Santa Ono, the, the president of Michigan, you know, tweets out you know, just got off the phone with coach Harbaugh and Jim shared with me, the great news that he's going to remain as the head coach of the Michigan Wolverines. That is fantastic news that I have communicated to our athletic director, Ward Manual. And then, you know, Jim Harbaugh, you know, quote, tweets that with his own message. Uh, he mentions uh, Ono by name, but not Ward Manual. Um, and it's just I mean, even with just the graphic that Santa Ono put on it with, you know, him like standing on the field. It, it was all just kind of I, I kind of got a laugh out of some of it. It was it was a little interesting to me. And, uh, patting, you know, patting himself on the back for getting a job done. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm still not entirely sure what to make of him. He seems overall I want to, I don't want to be cynical, I guess. And personally, and just, I'll just say that it seems like he is, you know, well-liked by students and tries to get out there and, you know, find out what, what things he can fix in the university, how he can make things better. Um, so yeah, he doesn't mind the attention. I'll, I'll put it that way, I guess. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's hard not to kind of read between the lines and see, you know, not just what was in this, these messages, but you know, what or who wasn't. Yeah, you you nailed it. I mean, it even goes back last week to, you know, when Santa, uh, he tweeted this out last, I think, Thursday, that he had a conversation with Jim about staying at Michigan. Um, and, and Jim, again, through the Michigan football program, released a statement thanking Santa Ono, essentially. Uh, and again, there's really no mention of Ward Manual. So to me, and, and from what I've been able to gather, it sounds like um, the new president was the one kind of leading the, the charge here, leading the talks. I don't know if Ward just wasn't in, excluded at all here, but it, it, it's a, certainly a departure from years past. You know, in the last two contract negotiations, whether it was 2020 or 2021, Ward certainly led the charge there, and Michigan's president was basically AWOL. This year, this time around, it's, it's been kind of been opposite. Uh, Santa Ono has kind of taken the lead. Um, you can make of that what you want. Um, you know, it's important to note that too. I mean, he is the most powerful person at the university. He wants, you know, he wants his stamp on things. And if, if he feels like he's representing the university and he wants Jim Harbaugh to understand where they're coming from, I think I can, I can find no other person to deliver that. So I, in a way, I think Santa is, is, you know, been a change from what we've, we've seen from years past from previous, from the previous president. Um, he's in a way kind of diminished maybe some of what Ward's been been doing in the past. Um, uh, but yeah, I, I, in a way, I think Michigan's at a crossroads. You know, we always talk about when new bosses come in, whether it's university or some other job or some other, you know, sporting uh, organization, um, they like to have their stamp on things. They want, in, in some cases, they want their own people in there. And I'm not suggesting Santa's going to make a move here. Um, but nonetheless, I mean, remember Ward Manuel was hired by a previous, uh, you know, under previous president, uh, previous board. Times have changed, and uh, we'll see where, where things go in the next, you know, next few weeks to a month. But it's certainly rather interesting just from an administration standpoint. How many more years is he going to be on the fo college football playoff committee? Does he have one more year after this he, one? 
he just signed this past year was his first year. And I think it, I have to go look. I think it's four, four year appointments. Oh, all right. Gotcha. So it's, it's a while. All right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, with, with some of the other things that have gone on during his tenure, especially recently with the Mel Pearson thing and uh, with, with this Harbaugh thing, even the Xavier Simpson situation, it just seems like there's things that, that maybe maybe make you question, like, is he maybe the right fit as, as the AD at Michigan? So we'll, we'll see what happens, and this is the latest kind of saga here as far as his tenure at Michigan, and yeah, things could get a little bit dicey. They lost a basketball and a baseball coach that went to the national yeah. championship and then and, and went elsewhere. I mean, again, John Beeline went to you know the NBA and um, Eric Bakich went to uh, I mean a better college program you could say one where you thought you could be you know a, a winner more regularly. But still, they they did they did leave. I'm not blaming Ward Manuel for for those things, but just if we're, we're we're keeping score here, those are those are two things to mention as well, I guess. Um, but I think Aaron is absolutely right. Um, in addition to maybe wanting to put your stamp on things, you know, from Harbaugh's perspective, at the end of the day, if you're if you need something, you know, approved by someone, and maybe he's kind of just cutting out the middleman, right? Going right to the person that's going to eventually have to sign off on it no matter what. Um, and if you feel you have that standing to do that, as Harbaugh, you know, probably does after his his time here, then then why not? But um, I don't know. It's still, it still a little strange for him not to even be mentioned or, or be the one to, um, you know, deliver that message. You, it, if you hadn't have told me beforehand, you would have thought that all right, Ward's the one who sends out that message with and mentions Santa. You know, thank you to our president for you know being such an important part of these talks or whatever. Instead, instead the opposite, where he just you know the athletic director kind of just gets a little little shout out at the end there. Uh, yeah. And, and for the record, I have asked the athletic department, you know, for comment on behalf of Ward Manuel. He has not done it yet. I've been told that he may say something, you know, after a potential uh, new, you know, contract gets done. But right now, Ward is is not talking. Period. Yeah. Oh, what a surprise! Right. Yeah. I mean, that's been that's been kind of par for the course for for him throughout this. So it, it's something that's that's interesting. Certainly worth worth monitoring. Uh, you know, go, going forward here, the the relationship between Jim Harbaugh and, and Ward Manuel, but. He is he is staying at Michigan to to coach the 2023 team, and uh, it should be a pretty loaded team. We had some, you know, since our since our last podcast, I'll just list some of the the, the names here of, of guys that came back. Uh, Please do because I've flawed track myself. Yeah, I, you know, went through your guys' headlines. We got a couple offensive linemen, uh, Zach Sinner and Trevor Keegan, uh, and then a defensive lineman in Chris Jenkins. We got wide receiver Cornelius Johnson uh, and linebacker Michael Barrett. Um, you know, we had already mentioned, um, you know, Blake Corum on, on a previous podcast. He w- he was a main guy coming back, and and we know some of the names that that didn't. But I think it's worth pointing out, like Michael Barrett is a is a was a redshirt senior. He only appeared in two games as a freshman in 2018, so he's coming back for a, a sixth year using you know the COVID year. Uh, Cornelius Johnson also using the COVID year because he's played you know four years. He was a senior this past year. But the others, uh, Zinner and Jenkins were like true juniors last year. So they're just going to do their fourth year of college. And, and Keegan was a, a redshirt junior. He didn't play his first season. So, you know, he can come back next year and and even, I guess, the two years after that if he wants to. So it's just, and I'll, we'll get into like kind of the fund, you know, the the crowdsourcing fund to, to um, you know, get some retain some of these players in, in a minute, I guess. But um, I think that's worth pointing out that some of these players, it's more, it was more about, you know, leaving or er, truly leaving early for the NFL versus other guys exercising, you know, 
extra years, uh, for lack of a better term, to stay at Michigan. But but those are the names, and they're, they're names people know. Yeah, for me, it was there were probably two surprises. I expected Cornelius Johnson to go just based on conversations I had with the scouting folks before the season. It sounded like they were planning on Cornelius entering the draft after this year. Mm-hmm. He had a pretty good year. I mean, nothing outstanding, but he had a big game against Ohio State and he had enough tape on film that or enough play on film that I, I think he, you know, he probably could have, but uh interesting decision. And then Zach Zinter was a bit of a uh head turner for me. I, I thought he would be able to go pretty high. I mean, Mo Kuyper on his draft board for this year had a top five, uh, you know, best guards available in the draft this year. And I'm yeah. not saying he would have been one of the first five drafted, but I think it would it spoke to his, you know, his high value. He probably could have went day two or early day three and, and gotten drafted. So um, yeah, those are the two big surprises. The other guys, not so much. Trevor Keegan, he was fine this year. I think he has room to grow. Michael Barrett, I, you know, I, I think right now his draft stock's relatively low. Probably a you know a you know a special teams guy at best. So I think he looks at it as an opportunity to come back and perhaps help his stock and again try and win a championship. So um, guys are obviously coming back for different reasons. Um, some have better stock, better situations than others. But again, it goes back to your original point, Andrew, that you know Jim Harbaugh comes back you know with a loaded team. I mean they've got a lot of a lot of experience, a lot of playmakers, a lot of talent coming back, and I think it's gonna it's gonna bode well for for this fall. It's interesting to me that you think Cornelius Johnson was, was I, I think the fact that he's returned, I I don't think it's a surprise that he didn't declare for the NFL. I think maybe the transfer portal might have been a more logical option for him just because he's been here for four years now and it just doesn't seem like he's really fulfilled his potential with the Wolverines. You mentioned he had a decent year. I mean, he had fewer catches, uh, same amount of games played, uh, over 100 fewer yards receiving. I mean, he did have six touchdowns this year, but I mean, it's still, you just watch him play and there's games where you can see that potential and there's games where you're just like, I feel like there's so much more to his game potentially. So not, I mean, he'll get more opportunity again this year, especially with Ronnie Bell leaving. Um, but yeah, that one didn't surprise me too much. But yeah, Zinter, I'm like, yeah, he's always been touted by coaches, had had another good year this year, um, young enough to where uh, there's probably going to be an NFL teams that feel that like they can continue to mold him and develop him. Um, so yeah, to me, that's, that's the only real big surprise as far as uh, uh, returnees. Maybe, maybe I need to clarify here, but I, I, I thought, Cornelius was going to leave based on conversations I had before the season began with, with NFL drafts folks. I, I know Michigan submitted his information to, 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 uh, to them, you know, and, and there are other players they do as well. So it's not, it's not the end all be all, but I think there was this assumption that this was going to be, according to this is fi- final year. Um, he ended up second on the team in catches and he said as in receiving yards, and everything else. But as you guys noted, I mean, this Michigan offense isn't built, you know, for a high high volume passing game, so the opportunities just weren't there for him. And you're right; maybe he could have looked to transfer and gone somewhere else. Um, but he essentially, with Ronnie Bell leaving, declaring Luke Schoonmaker leaving, um, he essentially becomes what I receive for one next year. We'll, right. we'll see where the offense goes. As we noted, Blake Corum is back, Donovan Edwards is back, so and they got a you know a bunch of bunch of experience and playmakers or experience returning on the offensive line. So I suspect Michigan's going to try to run the ball against some more of this next year um so where that leaves the passing game i don't know but i gotta think cornelius will probably be you know w wide receiver one uh going into the fall yeah exactly i mean michigan's not throwing the ball 50 times but he goes to a school like that then i mean i don't know they're not necessarily looking at him as being that wide receiver one so yeah he's he's still on the field a ton and and getting Mm -hmm. targeted um 
but yeah, I, I, I that's see the issue. He's targeted a lot, and his his, his, his um, catch to target rate isn't very good. But yeah, yeah, no, I, think guys... I think it's it's the the line on him, right? He had some some weeks he played well, some weeks he disappeared, some weeks he was okay, some some games he dropped balls that he shouldn't have dropped. Um, you know, I thought maybe the Ohio State game was enough to kind of push him over the, the finish line, and you, you could point to NFL team and say, hey, look, I can have big games, I can make big plays and big moments. I just got to be more of an opportunity, uh, but ultimately, you know, he decided to come back. And I, I can't, I don't say my, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't blame him. You know, if he, another, if you can get another year in a system and you can get maybe put together more reliability on, on a week to week basis, that would certainly help us stock. I think going into next year's draft and get that NIL money. Yeah. So <laughs> there you go. The, um, you know, there is, there is a, the Valiant Management Group, which is an NIL uh, collective. Um, kind of endorsed by the university, um, put together a crowdfunding campaign, uh, and their words were designed to retain key Michigan football players, starting with Blake Corm, Cornelius Johnson, Trevor Keegan, and Zach Zinter. Um, it doesn't say, you know, it ends with them. And in fact, some of the language on the the campaign, um, you know, makes it clear that other players will be getting getting some of that money as well, because when it was started, it was unclear, you know, who, if any of these guys would come back, um, you know, in the end, um, they, they all did, <laughs> but you know, there were, there, there was a chance they, they wouldn't have. And then, you know, the, one of the FAQs as well, then who, how, how does it work? You know, like basically am I getting my money back if I donate and it's like, no, then it'll be distributed to other players who come back. Uh, you know, I think we're, we're working on maybe figuring it out exactly what that means. Cause there's, there's, there's a lot of guys on the team coming back, of course, but like, did you have, do you have to like prove your, that we're worthy of potentially going to the NFL? I, I mean, I don't, I don't know right. exactly how that's, how that's going to work. But, um, you know, when I checked before we started recording, it was at, um, you know, $105,000, like that's, that's nothing to sneeze, sneeze at obviously between or among four players, that'd be, that'd be 20 grand each. Um, you know, but it seems like it's going to be, it's going to be more than that. So, Again, I think for guys that were really going to be, you know, top NFL guys, um, you know, that's not really, it's not going to, that kind of money probably isn't going to sway you. But, you know, if you were, if you were not, then yeah, it, it, it probably, it probably could be, be a difference maker potentially. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. Some part of me thinks NIL, especially the, again, the situation where guys might get fifteen, twenty thousand $20,000, like a person, like it's kind of overblown. Mm-hmm. Like if you if you think you can go to the NFL, the minimum salary even for a, uh, a you know a scout team guy is like five hundred thousand dollars. So at the end of the day, I don't think that type of money really moves the needle a ton. Um, and look, it's possible these guys get other assurances, like hey, you know, we got this for you too, and maybe you get another vehicle, you get another car or something. The case may be, but nonetheless, I mean, it's good marketing. I mean, it, it looks right. good. Um, and, and it's possible too, again, we don't know how the system was created. It's possible too, that these guys were promised more money and this is just the, you know, whatever the fans donated, it's kind of fills up, fill, fills the coffers, I guess, so to speak, you know? And we don't so really it, know who's, who's donating more than five, $5,000 too, because if you donate more than 5,000, that's not included in that, the total online too. So who knows, yeah. maybe they had 10, 10, 20 donors that, that really, um, paid up and, and and donated maybe five or ten grand a piece and and really inflated that number. So I, it is important to note we do have interview requests with with Valiant uh, about the the one more year fund too to kind of get more details for stories. So maybe by next pod or there'll be a, either a story up on M Live or or we'll talk about it on the next pod. 
Absolutely. Yeah, no, I mean, it, it is interesting to just go through through the names, you know, some a lot of people do put their, their names on it, some their full names. And yeah, you know, 2,500, 45, 10, 25, 245, uh, a grand, 50, 10, 50. Like, and it's, you know, it, it's interesting. Like, these are just fans, presumably. I mean, they're writing messages, you know, you know, go blue and 2023 national champs and, and things like that. And um, yeah, it is. It is interesting um and it's I, I definitely could see how it could rub some people the wrong way about your you know literally like trying to buy um you know your team for the, for the next season um but you know that's that's just where we're at today um but yeah from a from football perspective uh it has been you know as far as the the losses and and the guys that have been retained like the ledger shows michigan like greatly in the positive right i mean is that is that a fair kind of assessment of where they stand after all the all these names have kind of shook out i i do i think they're in great shape going in 2023 so i mean there's no you know uh, exodus via the portal in the spring or whatever the case may be i mean they're they're looking good they're in good shape considering all the rumors of jim harbaugh and, and, and everything else um michigan's rosters they're going to return a lot of experience a lot of talent um, you know, it's important to point out too, there weren't probably many first round picks in this on this team. You know, even if they were all to declare, I mean, there was no way Blake Corum was gonna go first round. Um, you know, perhaps someone's you know uh, slides up there maybe after a good combine, but right now I think you're looking at best second or third round. So you got a lot of uh guys who you know are especially nowadays, again, you mentioned NIL. I, I think Michigan has improved the culture, so I think there's a buy-in from the players. And again, they were this close to a national championship. So I, I think when all that's on the line, I, I do think folk players tend to rethink decisions and they tend to think, you know, more more likely about coming back. And it was, I think, it's, that played that played off this off season. Uh, and yeah, Michigan's in, in good shape going to twenty twenty or twenty twenty three. Yeah, talk about drafts. That twenty twenty four draft for Michigan could be quite the quite the haul if some of the the juniors next year declare and, and leave early too. But yeah, I mean, if you look at this roster right now, the really the only potential weak spot on paper would probably be cornerback. I mean, you'll you'll have Will Johnson back. The one question mark is who's going to maybe start opposite of him. But other than that, when you add in the the transfers they brought in, plus the guys coming back, it's like wow, there's there's a lot of strengths. Um, on this team, especially on offense. So it, will, it should be an exciting year again next year. Yeah. I mean, it's been, you know, for Michigan to be, you know, ranked in the preseason potentially ahead of Ohio State, because, um, you know, obviously two years ago, they made their Big Ten uh, championship run and, and truly surprised people came out of nowhere unranked. And, and last year, people were expecting big things, but still didn't think they'd get really to where they did. Um, next year, yeah, those expectations are going to be as as high as possible. So um, that'll be a kind of a, a a new thing. I'm sure they'll still they'll still try to play that nobody believes in us, and and you know we're underdog card as every every team does. But um, yeah, it's 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 going to be a, a slightly different feel heading into the season than than normal. Um, yeah, any anything else that uh, you know about this football program that uh, you know that has come up lately that you know you guys wanted to discuss. I'm I'm just happy this hardball stuff is over. <laughs> to be honest, it's like, are, is this really going to go into February again? And then just like trying to get people's reactions to what's going on, and uh, yeah, so it's good to now look forward to talk about what this means moving forward instead of just every day. All right, what's what's the latest hardball news? Like, who who knows? Only he's in his head. So that part is uh kind of exciting to just get it over with. To be honest. 
Absolutely. All right. Well, we'll have, uh, you know, continued coverage of all of this, as well as, you know, the, the winter sports that are in action, basketball and, and hockey, uh, namely um, on MLive.com slash Wolverines. Thanks for listening.